Welcome to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling, here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. How are you? Uh, doing fabulously. I mean, what is better than completing uh, part of a project? I mean, you are the queen of organization. So, like, how does it feel to just, like, you know, just tick one off the list, I guess? This feels like a huge accomplishment to finish yeah. a season of a television show. And this mm-hmm. is like an actual standard used to be what most television shows had season. 20-something yeah. episodes. 22, I think. I don't know. 22. 22. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We did it. Um, we've done it. We're here. We This is exciting stuff. I'm happy mm-hmm. to be here. Happy to be talking season one as a whole as a little stepping stone before we get into season two. We needed to stop down and have a chat about our findings. Just a chit chat. Chit mm-hmm. chat. Casual, that. casual chat. Cash, very cash. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> As if all of our other podcasts have been extremely formal and very, very formal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> extremely formal. But this is just a cash talk. Just like, you know, this is like the brunch talk. Mm, this is yes. like, you know, having your, yeah, having your friends over for a glass of wine talk. Having like just a normal talk, talk, you know. Yes, this, yeah, we're just letting everybody in in our casual chats uh-huh. if they want to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So, what have you been up to this week? What do you? What's your life like this week? Hmm. My life. I mean, n- literally nothing. Um. Uh, the weekend passed, and who knows what happened. Um. I don't know. Um, but I did like well, okay, so I like ventured out on Saturday. I'm mm-hmm. free, free as a bird. I got my eyebrows done for my girl who uh I go to. And I um my friend actually started looking at wedding dresses for her wedding. Ooh. So, so a last minute finger because I was in the area, but I went and saw her try on a few wedding dresses, which is Ooh, very that's fun. exciting. Did she yeah. end up buying one or she was just trying a no, couple on? This was her first time looking. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I, I think that I, I don't know how you did it. Like, how many dresses <laughs> do you tried on uh, when you knew? I went, so we started off going to David's bridal. Yeah. And the woman was like, oh, you need to try on. She handed me a bunch. And, I'm not like – I mean, listen, everybody teach their own. Everybody get what you want to wear. I'm not like the cupcake-style dress person. Mm-hmm. She handed me a couple like that. I didn't like it. I liked two of them there, but I thought, oh, there's another local place I can go. That I don't, I don't want to buy anything and, and not be sure, but I wanted to get it done that day. I did not want to be the person going to 50 different <laughs> bridal shops. I don't, okay. I don't care that much. Honestly, dress was like very low on my list of things I cared about for my wedding. So we went to another place and I tried on – I wanted to try on every style just to be sure I knew what I wanted. I tried on some of those like dropped waist ones, looked horrible on me. Mm-hmm. I knew I didn't want strapless. I tried it on anyway, also hated it. There was one dress that was a bit above my price range but essentially was exactly what I thought I wanted. Tried it on, knew I was getting it, bought it like 10 minutes later and I was done. And that was the dress wow. I wore. Yeah. That's impressive. I'm just not somebody who cares about it usually. I liked the way it looked, but I also am sure I would have found a different dress that I liked the way it looked as well. So, Okay. I know. Some people really belabor the process like, and then because they try on so many dresses, then they start doubting themselves. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's a good middle ground, I would assume. Haven't been through the process. Could never, would never know. Yeah. Are you the person who would like cry? I know there are a lot of people who like cry. 
Yeah. I'll probably cry. Probably. I didn't cry. My mom well, didn't cry either. She was there yeah. too. Yeah. I just don't cry. Uh, that's not surprising from your No, it's uh, not surprising asshole. to anybody. Yeah. I think yeah, it'd be shocking I, if I did cry. I yeah. Uh there was no tears um as far as I knew in this outing, but mm-hmm. I'm sure like when's if I'm there and she finds the one, I'm sure I'll cry to hers. For myself, I'm sure I'll cry. I mm-hmm. am a crier, so yeah. I just let the emotions come, you know? Listen, the to each their own. I'm not a crier. Some people are. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure, Jan, whatever you say. <laughs> no tears for you. No, not usually. Usually mm-hmm. out of frustration, if anything else. Mm-hmm. Not usually for happiness. Mm. How about you? How is your week weekend? Good, good. We got a bunch of snow, as you did too, in Jersey. Um, mm-hmm. You got more than us, but – oh yeah. Dealing with the snow, honestly, I don't go anywhere anyway. I have to bring my car to the mechanic. It's a whole saga with the battery. Wow, what's wrong with the car? Oh, the oh yeah. Listen, the battery anybody issue. who's listening to this that works from home that doesn't leave their home much like me, yeah. start your fucking car, drive it around the block, give yeah. that bitch some juice <laughs> because I have a newer car, so you wouldn't even think this would be an issue. I have a 2018, and because of all the electronics, I think is what caused the battery to die quicker when it's not being used. I am a hermit. Do not leave my house because I don't want to die and now my car is going to die. So anyway, we have to bring my car to the mechanic tomorrow. I could jump it. So it's fine. So you're getting – you have to do like a whole – you have to get like a whole ass new battery? I assume. Here's the situation. I don't know for sure. But I do know I've jumped it multiple times and I've left it running for like 10, 15 minutes and then that still has not been enough to kind of – get the battery mm-hmm. zooming. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to jump it, drive it to mechanics tomorrow and let them do with it what they will. I mean, I, I trust – a good mechanic is worth a lot. I trust my mechanic. I don't think they would screw me over if it was something my car didn't need. Right. Um, so they'll look and they'll see and then they'll let me know. I mean, if I have to buy a new battery, such is life. Um, that's what I Batteries get. Batteries are not that car. expensive. They're they not. Seem like like they seem Yeah, exactly. They seem like the, it would be a big deal, but it's really not. Like, you would assume like, hey, sis, you need a whole ass new battery for your car. Yeah. That sounds like the worst thing in the world, but truthfully, it's not that bad. No, like an engine is way more expensive than a battery. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, it's not too bad, honestly. Like, I'm not too upset about it. It's just more annoying than anything else. But we're lucky. We have two cars here. Will can come with me and we can leave my car and come home like i'm very thankful for a lot of things yeah. so it doesn't bother me that much yeah um beyond that if we're talking about what we're watching this week i did mm-hmm. come prepared with a show this time oh. um i binged an entire show in like 24 hours this weekend oh who are you sarah jillian ferguson i did not stay up the entire night binging <laughs> a show. <laughs> okay but 24 hours i mean it's close enough um no it's a show called upload um, it is on Amazon Prime, I believe. I've seen that with Paul Rudd. No, 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 I lied. Not with Paul. I lied. Okay, sorry. <laughs> I've I've seen that with. Um, I don't know his name. That dude. It's Hold that on. dude, I'm and like you have to upload to the system. And it's like yeah. Head so here's the situation. The mm-hmm. general, it's a science fiction comedy drama, but it's like very short. So each, most yeah. episodes are around 25 to 30 minutes. It's on Amazon Prime. It came out last year. Mm-hmm. Basically, the premise is we're in the future. When, when you, before you die, 
you have the option of quote unquote uploading, which puts you in like a virtual afterlife. Um, And it's all the like moral implications of that. And there's like this mystery behind it. There's like 10 episodes, super bingeable, hilarious. It's very like dark comedy if that's your thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I loved it. I binged it very quickly. I'm obsessed with it. I want to watch it again because it's so good. I'm um, shocked that I've actually seen something that you watched. I'm shocked that that's something that like – I don't know. You know, Pegney is like particularly like a science fiction-y person. Not that it's hate super science, science fiction. No, I hate science fiction. Yeah. Um, what it is is I think the people that made it are the same people that made Scrubs. Oh, created Me. by – oh, Greg Daniels. Did he make Scrubs? No. He made The uh, Office, didn't he? Okay. Me, okay. <laughs> We should fucking making shit up again this day, uh, yeah, every okay. time. So maybe it's the fact that the person that made this made The Good Place? How the Office, that? Saturday Night Live, Simpsons, Parks and Rec, King of the Hill. He's a comedy writer for all of those. Okay. You're talking I, about Mike Schur. <laughs> I have seen this because yeah. somebody that created this also created something else that I watched and I wanted to watch it. That's fair. And it's really good. So it just shows that someone like you who's not really into science fiction would Uh like something that is like science fiction adjacent. It's not super Uh out there. Mm -mm. Um, But yeah, I binged it. It's really good. I'm really, really liking it. Uh, Or I really liked it, I should say. Um, I know it got renewed for a season two, so I'm excited for when that happens. Yeah. good. Um, So yeah, so definitely check that out if uh, if you guys have not. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so what I'm watching, I'll go quick. Um, I'm working on my so-called life for um a reason that well, I mean, I guess we can announce you it. You might as well plug it now. Yeah, plug it. So we are doing a like you know, a collab, a um, crossover you, event. Oh, a crossover event I with um <laughs> MJC slash pilot season. So we're going over on to pilot season, and we're covering the pilot episode of My So-Called Life. So I decided to binge watch that so that I can have – I've never seen it before, but I could, you know, give a little bit more insight into what I thought mm-hmm. of the, se- the series as a whole. And, um, you know, it's like a 90s show, and it's also like a teen drama. So that's now our specialty. So um, <laughs> very so much it, in our wheelhouse. It tracks, yeah. And then um, Michael's coming on to our podcast, um, and we're going to be covering You've Got Mail for Rom-Com Feb. Yes. So this is all happening. Uh, So this podcast is coming out on Thursday. So this is all being recorded next week. Mm -hmm. So TBD on actual release dates for those podcasts. But we're we're recording next week. So in the next couple of weeks, those will be up and out. Yeah. Um, Really exciting. We love a crossover. We're super excited to have Michael on our podcast and also to be on his. Um, It's going to be wonderful. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. Yeah. So I've been been watching that. So that's that's the deal. Save your thoughts for that. I think we'll, you'll, we'll have you be the expert and watch the whole thing, and I'll just watch the pilot. So I'm coming in <laughs> with like maybe some questions or something. I know. Okay. That sounds um, good. That sounds but yeah. Good. And then for 90s nightcap, are you 90s nightcapping tonight? Yes, ma'am. Um, back to the uh, the frisantes in a can. <laughs> um, yeah. So I had like a peach before, and, and um, I was able to sneak in a mango. So. 
Ooh, love a twofer. I'm drinking the Diet Dr. Pete or whatever the hell comes in Soda Stream uh, Mm -hmm. mixed with some uh, Captain Morgan because that's what I wanted tonight and I I deserved it. I decided. You do deserve it. Um, so yeah, so we're, uh, we're talking season one as a whole for Boy Meets World tonight. Yeah. Um, we have, we wrote down some questions to kind of give ourselves some guidance on, on what we want to talk about. So I guess we can start off by just giving our thoughts in general on the season as a whole. Um, you know, did we enjoy it? Uh, those kinds of things. So do you want to, you want to start? Season one of Boy Meets World. (laughs) You know. Okay. Honestly, there were parts where I felt like. All I was thinking about is I cannot wait until we Mm -hmm. get into the next season and the season after that. I do love season one of Boy Meets World as a whole, but we're so excited to talk about like the very memorable episodes and like the very dramatic love story and like the family dynamics of Sean and like all this stuff that I remember that's so exciting that it is at times hard to be like, okay, guys, so we're going to talk about sports today. Yeah. And and I think that there's a lot of good episodes in the first half of the season or no, the first quarter of the season and the last quarter of the season. And I feel like the middle, we were – I felt at times it was like, okay, like we're, we're – po- like it was so much fun podcasting up with mm-hmm. you, of course, and about the season. But at times I felt like – I was like, ooh, like I really want to like go forward, you know? Yeah. I think it's just – it is a product of a few things. They're both – they're all – like all the characters are really young. Corey's really young. In it, so it does definitely feels more juvenile. And as two like adult women talking about the show, obviously with nostalgia goggles on, but mm-hmm. like it's definitely immature in a way that we At were. Times. Yeah, exactly. And it's one of those things where we're also watching one episode a week. So we're going through it at such a snail's pace considering mm-hmm. a lot of times nowadays we're binging shows. So it's to- a yeah. totally different vibe to, to watch one episode every single week of a 20-minute children's yeah. sitcom, I would call it. Um, yeah. So I feel the same way. I feel like I loved this season. I mean, it's it's very nostalgic. I remember a lot of these episodes from my childhood, Um, but I'm totally ready to dive into some deeper content and, and yeah. not even just that, like funny content, but more adult content as well. Yeah. Um, I, I do want to point out that although we found it immature at times, it it does not compare to the immaturity that I've seen from Girl Meets World. Mm-hmm. And I do want to point out that there's a, a difference. Like the reason why Girl Meets World didn't take off is because they never really like were serious and dove into tough topics yeah. like Boy Meets World first season did. So I do want to give credit where credit's due where I don't I didn't find it extremely immature. I just felt like there's so much content that's so exciting in future yeah. seasons that compared to that it's like okay, like let's get. Like I I just feel like like I just feel like everyone's really excited for later seasons of this show. Yeah. Well, and we're so used to seeing yeah. Corey and Topanga together that when you don't yeah. see them together in season 1, it's kind of jarring. Um, so yeah, I totally get that. We can skip and go, why don't we go right to like our favorite episode and least favorite episode? Okay. Um, sure. I have a couple for my favorite episode. It was hard for me to choose just one. That's totally fine. Um, I really loved Grandma was a Rolling Stone. Um, did you pick that one too? Okay. 
So I, um, it's like I said, it's really, really hard to remember some of the middle episodes and like mm-hmm. trying to remember like, did I like this? Did I like this? Not. So I kind of like sped through in the last like day rewatching like chunks of all the episodes just so that I could like refresh my brain. Yeah. And also, um, so I did like a rough rankings actually. I mentioned it to oh, you wow. earlier. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mentioned earlier to you, like um, essentially like, did you do a rankings? Like, did you because you have like a better memory with than me sometimes about this type of stuff? Usually I do it. I do it as I go though, and I yeah. didn't. So what yeah. all I did was I looked at like went on Disney Plus and I looked through the episodes and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I remember loving that one. Oh, I remember loving that one. Type yeah, of thing. yeah. So, um, I have like Grandma was a Rolling Stone as like my number one like favorite episode. Of oh, the good. Season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, so- it it's so helped by um. I don't. What is her name? Blanche from Golden Girls, the grandmother. Like, it is so helped by her presence that, like, it couldn't not be a great episode. On top of like the lesson in the episode, I thought was pretty good. We get to hear more about like Alan's backstory. Um, but that that episode is completely solid. Uh, definitely a standout. And the fashion in that one is very fun to talk about as well. Which yeah, but I you mean, were such a hater. No, I know, but it's still like wild. Like even if it's horrible, like it's fun to talk about, right? Like we want to. We're probably going to pick episodes that make for great podcasting for ourselves as well, right? Like selfishly, that's probably what I know. Happen. I try honestly. I tried to separate like um an episode that I really like and an episode that. Um, I thought that we had a great a great podcast for so mm-hmm. um, because honestly it is separate. There was times where we just had like a great time like covering a Matt episode. So yeah. uh, um, Rue McClanahan for the people that yes. are going to try to Kill roast us, us for- alive and yeah and just as a reminder, uh, Grandma was a Rolling Stone is season one episode seven. Um, just as a mm-hmm. as a thing. Um, another one I had was I listed with Santa's Little Helper. It's the Christmas episode. Yeah. I thought it was really sweet and I really liked learning more about Sean's uh background and and kind of those things. And I don't know. I really just I mean, I love a Christmas themed episode, of course, as well. So it doesn't hurt. But <laughs> yeah. And not to mention we had a very fun time covering that mm-hmm. episode. Season yeah. one, episode 10. Um, and yeah, that's when, uh, Sean wasn't going to have a very big Christmas because his dad got laid off. So, uh, they got into a fight and, mm-hmm. um, and, <laughs> and my favorite line from that episode was Corey saying to Sean, I just don't want you to have a tiny Tim Christmas. And I have to tell <laughs> you when ever we had, well, when Drew and I were like talking about Christmas and I, I, I've expressed that we were not able to get him mm-hmm. a PS5 for Christmas the entire Christmas season. I was like, Drew, I just don't want you to have a tiny Tim Christmas. <laughs> and <laughs> so like, it's stuck in your head. <laughs> it's stuck in my head. I said it constantly. And I know he has no idea like what I was referring to. Yeah. But yeah. it really stuck with me. I love a tiny Tim Christmas. That's so funny. Um, I had that, just so you know, as as number 10. But I once again, I think um it was a difference between like me loving us podcasting about that episode with yeah. Bada Boom. Versus it's hard like, to not remember those things. Yeah. yeah. Like that what resulted in funny podcasting. Um, yeah. And then the other one, I only had – I put three just as kind okay. of like my top three. And then the other one, of course, it has to be Boy Meets Girl. Like 
we see the beginnings of Corey and Topanga. It can't not be up there um, as a fantastic episode of Boy Meets World without it. Mm -hmm. An honorable mention, if I had to mention an honorable mention, is I mean, even just the scene of Topanga with the lipstick on her face for that project mm -hmm. is hilarious and stands out. Okay, yeah. So Boy Meets Girl, just I mean, like, look, I'm going to be a scientist here. Um, season one, episode twenty one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then you were just mentioning Corey's Alternative Friends, which mm -hmm. is season one, episode um, four, which yes. we also always talk about how we had a great time podcasting. Yes, that, that was a good podcast. Um, I had Corey's Alternative Friends as my number three, so okay. I'm totally on the same page as you. I think it's it's iconic. Um because of the lipstick like it's kind of like an image that just sticks in your head as 100 mm percent -hmm. memorable you know mm -hmm. you, you think of topanga and you think or young topanga and you think of the lipstick on your face and she does it again later in the season um or later in the series so it's 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 memorable for everybody to be mm -hmm. honest with you um and of course we had a great time podcasting about it um Girl, boy meets girl. I had as number five, so I ranked that highly as well. Yeah. So, what was your number two? two. Then I think my yeah. number two was the fugitive, because oh yeah, it's a good one. It's such a good one, and I think that the reason why I like it, number one, it was like so dramatic. They had that like built-in rain budget that they were really like utilizing, <laughs> um, and also I, it's our first inkling to like troubled Sean and like problems mm. at home, Sean, um, besides the whole like money issue, but also yeah. like he was like terrified to go home. And I liked, I just liked how it was just like a little bit darker and it was a little edgier and it was our first taste of like, you know, even Alan talking about how like he was a bad kid when he was um, a kid mm -hmm. and he was like the Sean and talking about how like he made it through because he had a friend like Corey to like get him back onto the good side. That mm. whole episode was just really, really good for me. And I, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought about putting that one on my list. It was definitely up there in contention uh, to be on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and, then, and then the fugitive just, I mean, okay, sorry. Now I'm no, just go ahead. going. No, um, I forget which one it is. It's, isn't it like mid or late season? Um, I'm, I wasn't that late it was oh goodness <laughs> oh okay this is what happened okay do you want to know some tea yes i so whenever i do my documents in google docs i like copy and paste and i like update the name of the episode and the air date which we never say anymore and like the episode number and i copy and pasted and i never changed the name to the fugitive oh, there you so, go that's what happened so um season one episode 17 oh okay so it's at the end yeah yeah. Um, okay. Well, so do you, do you want to talk about what you had for your least favorite episode? Yeah. So, um, my least favorite episode is the B team of life. Mm -hmm. So my issue with this episode is that number one, it's sports talk. We hate sports. It's mm. annoying. Um, we don't, Corey was really, really insufferable in this episode. 
he's ragging on the you know the jv team he's like complaining that he didn't make it sean's a shitty friend and doesn't care (laughs) that he made varsity (laughs) and his friend made jv um so that's really annoying then we have to like sit through like Corey going on this whole big like crazy rant of him running around the uh, house with the lie. Um, yeah. The only redeeming factor to this episode was the cutscene where Feeney comes in and he's wearing like his racer outfit um, with yes. the leather gloves. That's the only thing I I liked about this episode. But looking back, it was just like kind of a met episode it was like a middle a middle season it's season one episode 15 so kind of like right smack in the middle um this is something i just don't think that i would rewatch. yeah i i agree with that pick um i i had picked killer b which is season one episode five yes yes i actually had killer b as my last Mm -hmm. pick for a while and then i switched it out so that's my second to last pick yeah it's the one where Corey is doing like a geography tournament and the the other storyline is like eric having tickets to aerosmith and his parents Mm -hmm. have tickets too it's fine it's fine but it's not like the best um I know there was one and I I couldn't remember if this was the one, the episode where I was like very annoyed with like the moral lesson because they didn't tie together and they were like (laughs) barely threaded together, but I could not figure out what contest it was. No, I think, oh goodness. Um, I'd have to go back and listen, but that one is also on my list, whatever episode that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm trying, <laughs> trying to remember what that was, but like, I was trying to do it with like, just, you know, fresh eyes. Um, but I would, I, I would choose killer B probably. As yeah. My, my killer B favorite. is definitely like a bottom tier episode. I mm-hmm. totally agree with that. Um, we were really annoyed with how annoying Eric was that episode and how he yes. just kept complaining. And that was one of the episodes that I rewatched this morning and I actually watched the entire episode. Um, and it was just so freaking annoying how Eric was standing there complaining about his date where mm-hmm. Heather was on the couch and like he sat down. He's like, I'm going to this is like the loser's couch. It's like no wonder like she never wanted to go on a date with him again because he was being so annoying. He's a big, big whiny episode. baby. Yeah. Big whiny baby. Corey. I did like Corey's story arc better. But once again, it's like his intentions were like really lame because all he wanted to do was be a bad boy, boy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. And then it was like the whole thing about like the 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 Maltas or whatever, the Togamongas. Who were the two Amadas? It was annoying. I agree. Um also, if I had to pick one more, um, I personally did not enjoy the plays the thing, which was I liked uh, it more than you did. That's um, true. That's true. I, I really just thought Minkus um was very funny in it and, and Sean had some funny moments too. Um, but I don't disagree that it's not the best mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. And that was season one, episode twenty. So a later, a later episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I think I think overall though, we I'd say that if we had to like pass fail all these episodes, I think most of them would pass versus fail. Um yeah, I agree. I think overall on the whole, pretty good. Um, yeah, I think once I mean, even the pilot I have pretty low. 
mm-hmm. um, on my list. But anything from like Once in Love with Amy, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I really liked C- Class Preunion as well. Risky Business, like all these, all these um, episodes were like a lot of fun to podcast about and uh, fun to watch. Yeah, definitely. Um, let's shift into our MVP LVPs for this season. So we're just kind of awarding a character that we enjoyed. For, I mean, it's it's a personal preference. So for whatever reason, this person was your MVP for the season. Mm-hmm. We do award the MVP too. Okay, so I. I I have like two non-serious answers and then a serious answer. Okay. So, I don't um, think mine's that serious, but it's my answer. Okay, so just bear with me. <laughs> my one MVP is Ashley Matthews because Ashley Matthews. Ashley Ashley Matthews because we just had a lot of fun talking about Ashley Matthews before <laughs> we found out she was Amy Matthews. Um, I think you mean before you found out she was <laughs> I remembered, but I didn't tell you because I thought the bit was too funny. Yeah. Ashley Matthews is close to my heart. Um, another MVP is the Heathers and Linda. Yes. Uh, both of them. We love Linda. She's everything to us. And and we had to uh, – I mean, Heather Heathers um, – Heathers plus – I don't know how many Heathers, three, five, who knows – they're all yeah. great. The Heather um, conspiracy was particularly fun. Yeah. But my true MVP of the season has to be Minkus. Ooh. Okay. And I'll tell you why. As you know, we will not be seeing Minkus for a very long time. Um, and I think that he really was somebody that kept the season going. Like we shit on Minkus like no other on this podcast. Yeah. Annoying because he's a dweeb because he stands in the middle of the desks, but he was the comedic relief. He was a good actor, a good child actor, mm-hmm. and um, he just kept it moving. And yeah. I think that he really will be missed going into season two. I I completely agree with you. Actually, I think he's he's hilarious and he plays that character perfectly. He he's does. a perfect foil for for Sean and Corey. Um. I, I I love Mankus. I completely agree. I will miss him in season two. He's he's definitely a character that will be missed going forward. Yeah. Um, so for my for my MVP, um, listen, people can hate on me if they want, but I and this is there's there's thought behind it. It's not just a joke pick. It's not a joke pick. Uh huh. It's a serious pick because Alan Matthews provided a lot for season one. Okay. He is my MVP. Okay. 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 No, so it's a, it is a even though we we joke that he's Zaddy Allen, like he yeah. he did provide like we talked about this very early on in the season. There were a lot of like father son moments early in the season, and I think that like he provided a lot of like the moral lessons to Corey Feeney did, did as well. But like I really loved the Corey Allen dynamic, yeah. and I think he was he was very funny, but also very heartwarming. And we joked about him giving up a lot of the time because it's you know. But I think. <laughs> He had those moments where he holds the melon and then he drops it. And, like, I don't know. I thought that there are going to be future seasons where, like, Corey or Sean or Topanga or one of those get the MVP for the season. And I just thought, like, even though he's more of a side character, I guess, mm-hmm. I still think, like, he had a very strong showing for season one. And I thought that should be yeah. rewarded on top of his zaddiness. You know, I totally – I think that's totally valid. I think that – I mean, we had a lot of discussions about how important – a 
a father is in a young boy's life. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in the beginning, we were kind of like, hey, like, why is it all about Alan and Corey? And why doesn't Amy come into the picture? And like, you know, all this stuff. But I think it's because, especially in season one, Alan is such a major force in Corey's life, such an influential force, such a mentor um, to him, as Mm -hmm. well as guiding him through life. And I think that's a great point. And I think it's more so Alan in this season than any other season. Um, Yeah. And so that's why I thought like this is the time to give him the award because he's not going to probably get it in later seasons. So Alan – we can is, give it to Corey, but like yeah. Corey will get it later. You know, he doesn't need yeah. it now. Yeah. Alan is, will be here for the long haul, mm-hmm. but this was like his season. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, As for LVP, I, I'm i waffling between two picks. I don't know how mean okay. I want to be. Okay. Because no, I, like be mean. Like this well, is the fun of I it. think, no, I mean like, I don't know how, to, how serious I want to be. Okay. So my jokey answer would be Morgan because like she fucking screens her lines. She's a child actor and she's like kind of worth yeah. it a lot of the time. Yeah. But like, I think my serious answer, I'll lock in Eric because hmm. I think that he just, he they're, they're trying to make him a certain character and we got feedback. Gosh, I'm forgetting her name. It's not Tessa something. Is it Chessa. on Twitter? What was it? Yeah, you're going to – okay, she's going to – Sarah's going to look it up Um, in the meantime. So we got feedback saying like, well, we we talk about Eric being really – make him really dumb in later seasons. And we got feedback on Twitter saying, well, I think they made him dumb because he wasn't very likable in the beginning. And actually, mm-hmm. I think that's really great accurate. Point. A great we, point, yeah. We call him a dick constantly on the podcast because he truly mm-hmm. is. Like he's an asshole for no reason a lot of the time. He's like kind of a womanizer type of guy and always looking for dates and whatever. But he just yeah. doesn't seem as likable in this season. And so I mm-hmm. felt like, you know what? He kind of deserves the LVP over Morgan yeah. who's just like a child actor who screens her lines. Yeah. So um, our feedback was from Trissa. Trissa, okay. Trissa. So thank you, Trissa. That was such a SSA. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Trissa. That was such a great point. Thank you so much for that feedback because it really did put things into perspective of like, you know what? You're right. Like he's not very likable in season one. So that's that's who's getting my my LVP pick of the season is Eric. Yeah. And also she gave us so much like good facts and insight. So I, mm-hmm. I really appreciate that too. Absolutely. Um, I think that's a good, a good call. Um, I wouldn't have really thought about um Eric because once again, he was such like a leading force. But in terms of like what value he added to the season and like yeah. how well his character was portrayed, I think that's a great point. Like this is like kind of Eric at you know, because we were saying like, oh, we don't like dumb Eric, but is like womanizing like man ho Eric better? Like, I'm not quite yeah. sure. I don't think so. So I think that's a great point. Um, I have a couple of jokey answers, too. Uh, I had season one's theme song. Um, <laughs> Such a good point. It's trash. <laughs> it's trash. Ready to move on from it. Mm-hmm. Um Number two, Corey's babysitting skills. Um, horrible. Horrible. <laughs> should have this kid should have zero responsibility. Yeah. And then um my last one was Morgan for her screaming her lines. So I think that okay. I had Morgan here, but I think you've convinced me. My point with Morgan was that she was cute, really, really cute. 
But aside from that, I don't know how much value she added to the season. Right. But I don't know. I think I've like crossed over to the Eric side. I think like, the thing is, is opens the expectation yes. that like Morgan is a kid. Like she's like five, six. I don't know. Like you don't expect a lot from her. Whereas Three, like four. I don't know. She's seven, nine. I don't know. Um, But you don't expect a lot from her because she's yeah. so young. So I yeah. think that like, I don't know. I, I mean, you're allowed to give whoever you want, but I do think, I think Eric is like definitely more worthy than Morgan. <laughs> no, no, you've, you've changed my mind. And there was yeah. like a lot of like good, um, good parts. Like, so risky business. I rewatched a chunk of it today, also, and mm-hmm. there is the scene with Morgan in the treehouse mm-hmm. with Corey, and I thought that was a great scene, like a really, really good scene, because Morgan was like, "Like, are you like I'm in so much trouble?" And Corey is like, "I promise to protect you. Like, you don't have to worry. I'll take the blame on myself." Yeah. And I thought that was really sweet. Um, yeah. There's this scene with – there's two scenes I can think of where I actually really liked Morgan. One is when she's um, talking to Mr. Feeney's niece, Jessica, for Eric. That was like a fun scene. And this scene where very early – um, where Amy like sets her on the counter and she's like throwing mm-hmm. away all of the like healthy foods. Like that was very cute <laughs> as well. Yeah, she was throwing out the broccoli. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I can think of a few cute Morgan moments um, yeah. that weren't horrible. I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm fine with um, – I know we don't have to agree on this. This is not like fashion hour. But mm-hmm. um, I think that uh, Eric uh, – I think you, you approved uh, – made a good argument. Eric yeah. is uh, an LVP. Yeah. So um, we could talk a little bit if we want to go like a little bit beat by beat on different characters. We kind of talk through Eric a bit. Um, but if we want to kind of stop down and just mm-hmm. talk about kind of like how the characters have grown or maybe not sure. grown over the yeah. season, um, starting with probably Corey just because he's the main the main guy. Yeah. Um, if he's changed at all <laughs> this season. <laughs> um, or uh, I think that. Corey was um I don't know if there was much character development to Corey. I think that Corey is like a sponge. He's always taking things in. He's always learning new lessons. I don't know how much of his lessons stick from time to time. I think that Corey uh is like a 12-year-old boy. I think he has time a really hard time with um taking on new responsibilities and I, I I don't know how much he's like learned his lesson <laughs> throughout yeah. the I season. Mean, it, it depends on how serious we take him at the season finale where he like thanks Feeney for for teaching him. Yeah. Um, if we really take that seriously or not, uh-huh. I guess that I might think that Corey's less of a jerk by the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, uh, I don't know. Um, I think maybe he's a little bit less self-interested, I guess, by the yeah. end. Um, <laughs> but maybe, maybe we just won't know until season two's uh, premiere, kind of. Yeah, I would yeah. love to see how Corey takes all of the lessons that he learned throughout the season, whether that be um, not risking things that you can't lose to mm-hmm. um, to not wishing your teacher dead. <laughs> I, would like, I would like to see um, how he goes forward with all the lessons that he has learned. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, I think we're going to see a lot more growth with Corey in the future. This is just kind of the the beginning with him. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. and then uh Sean 
Sean, I like that we got a lot of character development in terms of getting more backstory. It wasn't I mean, we only saw what, like two episodes, The Fugitive mm-hmm. um, and Santa's Little Helper, where we kind of get mm-hmm. a peek behind the curtain of what's going on and his family. More right. to come on Sean definitely in the future. Yeah. Um, but I'd say he's a fairly stagnant character um, mm-hmm. through the whole season. I think that he becomes a more loyal, less of a flighty friend by mm-hmm. the end of the season. I think that in the beginning, he was just like, he was very quick to leave Corey when it was convenient to him. Of course, there was the whole thing in um, Boy Meets Girl where he ditched Corey to hang yeah. out with that girl. But, I mean, it's a little bit different. It's a girl. Um, it's not like he's ditching Corey to, like, play with water guns or something juvenile. But at the end of it, they come together and, like, look, no matter what, like, no matter what girl comes, like, you and I are going to be in this till the end. Just like you and me, Jessica. Yeah, exactly. No men can get between <laughs> us. <laughs> yeah, especially since we've already like chosen the men and they're yeah. like out to lunch doing all their activities. <laughs> um, yes, Drew doesn't know I exist, so it's hard to see how yeah. I could come between you guys. Um, oh my god! Actually, do you want to hear something really funny? Absolutely. This is so unrelated. So, like yesterday, um, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Um, I was talking about like, oh, yeah, tomorrow we're going to like record the podcast. And he was like, oh, my gosh, like my name is Jessica and my name is Sarah. And this is our (laughs) podcast together. And we're just going to talk about shit, you know. And I was like, well, so he's listened. So no, he hasn't. No. And I was like, Drew, I was like, number one, like um, if you obviously don't listen or know who Jessica is, because Jessica doesn't talk like a valley girl. Um. I was like, Jessica's like the opposite of the Valley Girl, and she's not blonde because he always talks about how I only have blonde friends, which is like a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. But um, and I was like, she doesn't talk like a Valley Girl. She doesn't sound like me. Um, but it was so funny how he was like impersonating a podcast that he perceived uh, our podcast. What our podcast would be? Yeah, he's like, oh does my he gosh, know that we watch Boy Does he know what we talk about? She just knows we have a podcast. Yeah, yeah. He knows that we talk about Boy Meets World. Like, why are you just constantly watching Boy Meets World? <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of like more amped about like Dawson's Creek, but mm. not really. I don't know. Yeah, Will's but, the opposite. Will does not give two shits about Dawson's Creek. He still listens to the podcast, yeah. but he doesn't care yeah. about it. Um, Will's just waiting for the name drop, truthfully. <laughs> Probably. Like, I reckon he listens to hear us talk about him. He's going to get um, a baby, though. I need to stop talking about him. Yeah. But um, no, it, I just thought it was so funny because I was like, no, obviously you don't listen because Jess does not sound like a Valley Girl at I all. I think I do sound like a Valley no. Girl, but I think when it's compared to you, I don't as much because you <laughs> much more sound like one than I do. But I do. I oh drop flakes all the time. So mm-hmm. there's that. I know, but um, that doesn't qualify. It's really my inflection more mm-hmm. so than anything else. Yeah, that's fair. It's just ingrained in me. So I just thought that was that was funny. Um, but yeah, no, I think that Sean became like a better friend. I think that Sean is um I don't know. Like I think that he he didn't improve as a student. He didn't like really no. learn any lessons. He's still like making wise cracks in the back of the room, still like negging and like making fun of Minkus. But there was a lot of times where he was pretty kind to Minkus. Um, mm-hmm. I just, but I like not it. all the time. I, I don't know. I don't necessarily need like growth out of Sean, but I liked 
learning more about him and his backstory. Um, those episodes yeah. in particular, I thought were two of the best of the season. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so, but yeah, uh, we can move on to um, Alan. I have on my list next. Um, mm-hmm. I really liked, obviously I put Alan as my MVP. I really liked what we saw from him. I thought we yeah. got a lot of, we, I mean, in grandma was a rolling stone. We learned about his childhood. Even yeah. in the finale, we learned about uh, who he was as a student. And in the fugitive, we learn about him being the Sean, you know, to his yep. friends. Corey. Father knows less. We learned about his relationship with his dad. Yeah. So I think uh, that's why I had Alan as my MVP here. I think we learn a lot about him. We learn a lot about his parenting style. He's also really funny and uh, he's a good dad. And I think that he dad. he had the best season. I think I'm excited to see what we get from him in the future. Obviously, I think the older um, that Corey and his friends get, I think the less we'll probably see of Alan. I don't recall exactly how much we see of him in future seasons, but um, I just think like he had a really good season. I felt like a really strong season. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um, looking forward to seeing more of Alan. I know one episode in particular next season is one that I've referenced a couple of times throughout our 22 episode podcast that has stuck out. And that's just um, the whole like sociological aspect of having a job that is more blue collar than white. Yes. Uh, like a lawyer or a doctor would look like. And I'm really looking forward to covering that episode in the future. Um, and because it, it really sticks out uh, to me and, and we do see Alan, like he's not going anywhere. He's going to be in here for the entire series. He's in parts of girl meets world. So mm-hmm. um looking forward to see more of Alan. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Next on my list was somebody who I did I did consider for the the MVP slightly, mm-hmm. uh, Amy Matthews. I thought yeah. I, I really like Amy in this season. I think I just think Alan is we we learn more about him than we do about Amy, and I hope that in future seasons we do get more about Amy's background and kind of her childhood and and all of that. I just I thought it was so I really enjoyed like the amount that she was just like over shit from <laughs> like that's what stands no. out for me about Amy yeah. it's like certain she just fucking like walks in there's fucking shit from the blender all over the floor and she just out skis man yeah she was over that um I love how in the big the first couple of episodes you and I had talked about how like you know like what's Amy doing was mm-hmm. is she more involved than a uh You know, we've talked about this multiple times. Of course, a housewife and a stay-at-home mom is like a job, and of course, it's it's meaningful. I'm not saying it's not, but we wanted to know, you know, what her extracurricular activities were. Yeah, if she did have like a date job or not, we didn't know. We didn't know at first. Um, she is a boss ass real estate agent that serves looks um so mm-hmm. i love that for amy she is um smart she battles psychopaths that try to steal her daughter's um or her necklace um <laughs> and she stands up for her family and she holds a lot of pride in her family and she's definitely the heart of the household um yeah yeah, whether, I think yeah. Be- no sir go ahead no just like whether like you know like her three children rely on her like for a lot. And um um and I, I just think that she is just like such a boss lady. Um I would love for her to, you know, like gain more independence and like continue mm-hmm. like 
having her own like story, like, you know, more than a mother, more than a wife. Like, I would love to see more of that from her. And aside from that, um, you know, maybe let Alan like parent how he wants to parent. But, (laughs) you know, that's just maybe a personal issue. I think I, I really what I enjoyed about Amy is she really was like you like you said, she's the heart of the family and she really is the one to kind of talk sense into people like yeah. Alan can be a bit of a hothead as we saw. Mm-hmm. And while I appreciate that about him, she's the one saying, listen, we can't have Eric not be driving forever because I don't want to schlep the kids around. And listen, I, I maybe, thought that was a great point. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe you shouldn't go blow your boss's head off of his shoulders because <laughs> you need your job. Like she yeah. talks sense into people in a way that I I very much appreciate. Um, and I agree. I, ho- I hope we get more about – learn more about her as time goes on. I think the, the main things we know about her right now are just like from the time she met Alan forward. So we don't know as much about her childhood right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would like to le- – I would like to know more. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we already mostly discussed Eric, but is there anything else you wanted to touch on with him? No, no. I mean, the only thing I had was girls, girls, girls that like truly never stopped. Um, what I want for Eric is to um, value the person in front of him. Mm-hmm. That's all I yeah. want from him. And I think we'll obviously get more. I mean, we both recognized um, we both recognized Jason, his friend. So obviously mm-hmm. he comes back. But I do think it would be fun to have. I mean, I don't really care for Jason particularly, but. I think having him have a friend to bounce off of is going to be valuable in the future because it really was like a one-man show with Eric a lot of the time this season. And I think that's just because most of the season focused on Corey. So I don't think they were working as much to to mm-hmm. develop uh, Eric's character. Yeah, I think so too. Um, next on my list, I have Morgan. Uh, she doesn't have much of a character arc no. considering she's a child. no. But we talked but, about her fun bits, like the yeah. you know the fun little character beats that she has. Um, yeah, her acting definitely got better as yeah. the season went on. And I know so season two, it's same Morgan, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, so we don't have the we don't have the actress shift yet. Mm-mm. We will get there eventually. Yeah, and she never stopped being adorable. So you know, and she has good outfits too. She serves looks as well, <laughs> and she dresses herself. So yeah, yeah. so there, that's Morgan. Um, yeah. Next on the list was somebody who obviously we didn't see a ton of in the beginning, um, mm-hmm. but now she's going to be a staple. So Topanga is here to stay. Mm-hmm. I was shocked personally that she wasn't in the show from the beginning because I did not remember that being a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think the character beats we got from Topanga, I mean, instantly developed her character. I think she was like one yeah. of the easiest to flesh out from the moment she's on screen. Um, really looking forward to seeing more of her in season two. I obviously I, I did not feel she warranted the MVP just because she wasn't in enough of this. I agree. As much as we love her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you. I think that, you know, her season one character is very like fleshed out. It was very consistent throughout the season. Um, we love that she's a independent thinker, um, a strong um woman who believes in her convictions, yes. all that jazz. Um we <laughs> tolerate her do- uh, doily dress, and um, and we yeah, love the combat boots. We yeah. do, uh, yeah. Um, I I think that we're going to definitely see a shift in Topanga's character next season. I don't know how much of the like granola Topanga that we're going to see more of. Um, 
I'll miss I her if that's the case. I I know eventually yeah. she becomes just like a quote unquote average teenager, but mm-hmm. um, I'll miss the the crunchy granola activist finger. Yeah. yeah, I think that we definitely are going to lose that. I I don't. I'm not quite positive if it's the beginning of next season or. Mm-hmm. If it's like totally gone, and if that case, like it's kind of going to be like whiplash. Um, yeah. But um, I, I think that um, that was a very strong season one character. And yeah. um, I think we're going to see a little bit of a different side of her next season. Yeah. I think she comes back as like the hot girl, if I'm remembering oh. correctly. Oh, like, okay, over the summer, she just like yeah. blossoms. Got it. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so next up, we're going to talk about your MVP. Unfortunately, the only season for him to talk about, um, Minkus. Um, so Minkus, um, we, (laughs) we had a lot of words for Minkus, but I, I, we talked a lot about this earlier in this podcast. I mean, Minkus was, um, you said it perfectly, a great foil for Corey and Sean, um, always had the laughs. I think that he, you know, I, I talked about last week, if you didn't catch it, like the real reason why they wrote Minkus off yeah. the show was because they were worried of overusing the nerd stereotype a la like an Urkel. Mm-hmm. I think that they could have kept him on. And I think that Minkus is diff- like different enough from Urkel that... Um, we wouldn't have had that issue. I think that, um, you know, Minkus could have had more story in him and I would have, I would have liked to see more. Um, I think that him throughout the season, once again, was pretty uh, consistent. Like he knew who he was, which is like unique, honestly, for a 12 year old. Um, there was times where he, like, he tried to be the cool guy or the normal guy, (laughs) It didn't fit and it didn't stick. And that's for a reason. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I think I'll miss Minkus. And I'm curious to see what happens like when we get to those points where there are other foils for uh, for Corey and and Mm -hmm. Sean and them, like what we think of it. Because maybe – I mean, I'll miss Minkus. But maybe it'll end up being that it's, oh, okay, like these these are good – other companions or other foils mm-hmm. for those characters and we don't necessarily need Minkus around. Yeah. Um, I think that's a great point because honestly, I don't remember ever missing Minkus, you know? That's the thing. And I mean, it's we've never obviously watched this with a critical eye. I remember right. like the other bullies that are in the school. And Me so too. I like I do remember them like, har- there's Harley and you know, I remember those um those bullies and I think like, oh well, they were great characters. So maybe we won't miss Minkus as much. So we'll have to see. Right. Right, right. But I think there's something to be said that everybody remembers Minkus and he was only in the first season, which everybody says is their least favorite season. That's completely fair. Like if you told me I did not like I think we talked about this last week. Like I was shocked that he was not in season two. I knew he wasn't in the entire series, but I didn't know he left so soon. Yeah, incredibly memorable. Um, he totally put his own stamp on that character. Um, as you mentioned, he went on to be in other things, One Tree Hill, right? Yeah, he's Mouth in One Tree Hill. That's his character's. His well, the name is Mouth. It's a nickname because he's like a um, he likes to be like a sports announcer, so they call him Mouth. His character is one of the sweetest, most likable characters in One Tree Hill, like the sweetest. I never watched One Tree Hill. Um, I had friends that were really into it, but I I never got into it. I would say it's like the OC, like in it's like a teen drama. Like it's it's good. I um 
I think it's one of those shows that goes off the rails after a few seasons. Mm. And yeah, they all do. I'm fairly certain they do a time jump at one point where it oh. like jumps five years, which is usually a sign of. Oh, you know, I remember. I do remember that. You know what I was doing instead of watching The OC and One Tree Hill? What? I was watching Survivor and Real World. <laughs> And I mean, and probably America's a better choice in the long run. Yeah. Just and saying. top model, yeah. Which is oh, I love top case. model. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll we'll miss Minkus. Um, we'll see how we feel once we get there. Um, mm-hmm. and then last on the list, can't can't uh, not talk about this guy, the man, the myth, the legend, the Feeny. Fiend. Um. Okay. So Feeny. Once again, we shit on Feeny a lot, and it's not because we don't like Feeny. We love Feeny. But that's it's why we just, shit on him. It's like yeah. it's like a, it's mm-hmm. like that friend that you shit on because you love them. Yeah, he is just such a freaking stalker. But I think his <laughs> his lessons got better as the seasons went on, yeah. and I think that I think that he is a great teacher, and I think that he's. Um, he was made to be in Corey's life. And I think it's so important that he was in all of these kids' life um, at lives. And aside from that, um, I think that, I don't know, some of his highlights of the season, like, what would you say? I mean, um, I liked when we, uh, like, Corey feels bad for him because he's eating alone because he thought he had a date. Like, I liked kind of those character yeah. beats for Feeny. I liked um, that. Oh, I did rewatch, um, I think it was Father Knows Less, and he was talking about the European sneaker war. And he was talking scene. about yep. his his dad. Um, that scene actually still like I watched it and it, it really does make me very emotional, especially his lesson was that, you know, um, it's not going to be um, what you remember is not going to be what you learn in a singular day. Like really your education is like all encompassing. It's like years and years of education. But like having your dad wake you up in the middle of the night to watch a baseball game, that's going to be like the thing that you're going to remember forever. And him saying that he wished that he had that opportunity with his dad, like his dad didn't want to chill with him. Mm-hmm. That whole scene is so heartbreaking and moving and i i love that and i think that was like i don't know great no i think that whole episode is really great for feeny the the argument between him and alan i thought was very powerful yeah um no i think william daniels plays the fucking shit out of feeny like yeah you can replace – I mean, you can't replace people on the show, but, like, let's – Let's, <laughs> let's recast of- the whole season. Let's go. <laughs> uh, we, we, we got Uncle Jesse as Alan. Let's- I would love to see it. <laughs> um, no, I think that, like, of all the people that are – that you can replace, like, you cannot replace no. William Daniels as Mr. Feeney. He's no. so iconically Mr. Feeney. Absolutely. Um, like, the voice, the cadence, everything about him is Mr. Feeney. And so, like, it's hard to kind of – every single scene he's in is a masterpiece right like yeah. him doing the shakespeare bit those are yeah. they're all great episodes. I, I, <laughs> I thought about that too even though i didn't like that episode that's kind of something that, that came to the, mind too part. Yeah. yeah i think i think he's great and i think it's hard to you can't have boy meets world without feeny we're gonna keep talking about him. he was in like every single season so we're gonna talk about him the entire way through um, but yeah, we, we love Mr. Feeney here, even though we call him a stalker and, you know, he bugs people's houses. We just yeah. think it's, it's funny. It's funny. We say it with love. We say it with love too. 
We'd love, yeah. Um. Okay. So moving on from the the characters here, um, let's talk about our fashion hour winners because <laughs> I know the I know the the reveals. You do. I not. don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So, um, what we did was every so every episode we've been awarding a Rachel uh Green award except for. Ep- come up with this until episode two um so and then we have the paul rudd certificate of timelessness so what i did was they got everybody got one point um if they got an award and so we have our rachel green award leaderboard and our paul rudd certificate of timelessness leaderboard and um so we i have our i have our um the what is it i'm trying to think of like when they open the envelope and the awards and it's like you know um, nominations well i suppose but why don't you – do you want to guess Your who finalist? you think the – I don't know what it's called. You know what I'm talking about. Like the, the awards. Mm-hmm. They have the things. Okay. okay. Um, For do you want to guess the, the Rachel Green Award is Rachel going to go to? Green Award um, for the most 90s outfit. I yeah. am going to say um, – hmm. I know that like – I know – Gosh, no, like this is this is like literally not the SAT, Sarah. Like, get over yourself. Um, okay, so I am going to say that Sean is probably a strong contender. Sean is the winner. It's the winner? He ended the season with four points. Yeah. Oh, and then what's the green word four times? Um, and then what's number – and then was – like how close was there like someone that the won The runner-up had three points. Yep. Okay. So one point away and it was Corey. Yep. Corey? How did Corey get up in here? He <laughs> got it three times. I, okay. I think that Sean is the deserving winner. He had the grunge look like to the T. He got more yeah. grungy as the season went on. He has – tie-dye he has baggy clothes he has his puka necklace god save us all yeah Yeah. and funny funnily enough sean we each gave him two points so it it was a joint effort uh Corey, actually you were on two of those times that he got awarded a point so i don't know who you're blaming here (laughs) um and then third third runner-up was a tie between or second second runner-up second runner-up was a tie between mr feeney and morgan with two points apiece Okay. No, I think that Sean's the deserving winner of this I award. Think so too. I think he yeah. I think he fits. Um and then the and Paul Rudd yeah. certificate yeah. of timelessness. Who do mm-hmm. you believe uh won this award? Um Eric? Actually, no. Eric came what? In third. Third? Eric at two points. Zaddy Allen? No, he was a he's what? a runner up. Yeah. Okay. I if you asked me before I had looked at this, I would have thought Eric as well. Because to me, his outfits are the most timeless. But I also think they're the most generic. And we kind of got bored of like nominating yeah. him because Very it was kind that. of like, well, we expect him to be in a white teen in jeans. Who cares? Right. I think that's true. I think that's true. Okay, so yeah. who's our winner? Our winner is Topanga. It's a panga. To be fair, I think that like we, I think the first time we gave her the award was like based off her hair alone. Oh um, yeah, <laughs> but it was I the combat that- boots too and her leggings. Yeah, and it looks like joint effort, two points apiece for both of us gave Look to us panga such award. a team. And then in place was actually a second place, our our first runner up, or no, first runner. Yeah, I don't know how to say these things. The runner ups tied, runners up. Um, we're Amy and Alan. They both had three points mm-hmm. apiece. Oh, so cute. Okay. Cute, cute. We love that. 
Um, yeah, so th- those were our Fashion Award winners. I think they're deserving winners. We love to see Sean and Topanga both up there. I'd be surprised if Topanga wasn't up there again next season. Um, right, exactly. She's so iconic. Um, but I'm I'm very excited for the fashion next season. Mm. Being that we're what? We're going to be 1994-5 era? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be fun to see how things change. I think it's interesting considering – um, we also cover Boy Meets World, or we obviously we cover Boy Meets World. We also cover Dawson's Creek, which yeah. takes place in the later '90s, which has different fashion. I mean, it's you still see it's also similar. beachy. It's beachy. Yeah, they're on the Cape, so we get a lot of that New England vibe. Um, mm-hmm. a little bit different than Philadelphia, but I think that it'll be interesting to see how the fashion changes into yeah. uh into the next year. I um, would love for them to get proper winter coats for. Um, Thank you. You're in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yeah, wear a goddamn winter coat when you're outside. Yeah. No. He needs fucking gardening in the middle of February. <laughs> yeah, his floribundas need need assistance in the middle oh, yeah. of February. Um, it's ridiculous. So that was that was fun. That was interesting. I think that there were a lot of people who got like one point apiece just here or there. They got a straight point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what are you most looking forward to in, in season two? So absolutely, number one is learning more about Sean's family life. I think that's something that both of you are, both of us are like really itching to see more of. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to see Corey interacting with new people that we haven't seen before. Um, kind of navigating high school life and like seeing him, just like you know how he like maneuvers through high school because we're going into high school. That's the thing. Like, even though it should be seventh grade, it should be seventh grade junior high school or whatever. Yeah. 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 But I think they call it high school. It's a scam, but um, I'm really excited to see him like in a new setting, dealing with older kids, um, seeing Mm -hmm. how like him and Sean's friendship develops throughout it. Um, How about you? I think number one was probably similar to yours as far Mm -hmm. as Sean's backstory, Um, learning more about that. I'm really excited for Corey and Topanga's interactions. I think that is going to be a huge highlight of this season for me, just more Topanga in general, seeing her develop more as a character. She really was like a side character this season. Um, So I'm really excited to see more of her as well. Um, yeah, Sean and Corey, I mean, they're, they're always a staple. I'm excited to see actually what they do with Eric too. I don't know exactly when he, he changes as a character. So I think that'll be interesting to track. Um, yeah. I'm excited for all of it, honestly. Like this is Me what too. we had been talking about was like, I can't wait to get into like the older stuff, the older material, you know, yeah, more I know. Adult material. so this'll be, this'll be really fun to cover. Um, and actually mm-hmm. while we're at it, we should talk about, uh, kind of what's coming up here because a little mm-hmm. bit of a weird scheduling week for us. So this is coming out Thursday. If you're listening to it, the day it comes out, normally we would have, uh, we'd be going right into season two next week, but we are doing all the bonus podcasts with, um, Michael J. Clark over here and on pilot season. So, uh, instead we thought it'd be easier to take a one week hiatus from Boy Meets World because we're between seasons. So we'll still have our Dawson's Creek content. If you listen to that, that will still be coming out on Mondays as usual. However, we will have one Thursday without Dawson's or without Boy Meets World content. Maybe we can just make it so that day is the day that our bonus podcast comes out with uh, MJC. I'll have to look at the scheduling on it, but it it should be fine. Um, So 
don't worry. We're not canceling this podcast. We're just taking a one <laughs> just week. Just taking a little break. Just a little break. It, it's a lot. If we record, if we were recording both, I'm fairly certain I'd be recording five podcasts in one week, which is yeah, kind of a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I still work a full time job, so this is not paying my bills. So. <laughs> Mm-mm. Um, so that's what's coming up in terms of scheduling for Boy Meets World. So we will be back for season two. It's just gonna be one week off in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, one more thing. I do want to thank Matt Stewart for proposing a handful of our talking points and questions. It's really copy pasted. So <laughs> no, um, he sent like a really great email um just asking some general questions about our thoughts about the end of the season. So I do wanna Thank you, Matt Stewart, for A, listening and being a great Canadian and um, giving feedback throughout the season, but also for sending in this email and um, helping us guide our convo. Yeah, it was wonderful. It was really easy to work off of. So thank you so much, Matt. Um, And then I guess so plug. So we already talked about uh, our stuff coming up with MJC. So keep an eye on our feed and then also obviously go over, subscribe, listen to pilot season. If you don't already know the concept, Michael J. Clark has different guests on every episode and he talks about a pilot from a different show. So I've been on it multiple times. Sarah's been on it as well. Um, So so go listen to his content and then keep an eye on that feed for my so-called life. Um, And then let me think. So... What else? <laughs> we did a Koofy movie with Karen from Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we were on the Brazilian Dragon podcast. Yes, we talked about Scooby Doo on Zombie Island on Felipe's yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dragon, yeah, and then community building for you. Yeah, so community building has hit the main feed on Post Show Recap. So you no longer have to be a patron to listen. Um, for those who don't already know, we are watching the entire show of community and podcasting about it. I have obviously seen the show many, many times. Josh Wiggler has not seen it. Um, so we're having different guests every week. Our first uh, podcast will be dropping. Well, we already did like a syllabus episode is what I call it, where we go over the format of the podcast. And then our first episode where we're covering the pilot is going to be coming out next week. And we are having on special guest Rob Sesternino to break it all down for you guys. So if you want to give that a listen, it's over on Post Show Recaps. Um, and yeah, it's really fun. I'm really excited about it. It's a, It feels like a big deal. It's really exciting. It to, is a big deal. It is. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. So, um, so that's happening too. So give that a listen. And then obviously we're here every week covering Dawson's Creek, covering Boy Meets World. We're having a great time. So we hope that you're also listening to our Dawson's Creek podcast. You don't have to be rewatching that show. Um, it really is just like an excuse for us to talk another time a week and like have fun making fun of teenagers with their ridiculous problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, thank you for following along uh, for season one of Boy Meets World with us. This has been so much fun. We're so excited to continue covering season two. Um, and happy for you guys to join along. Absolutely. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, review. It will help us mm-hmm. get up in the charts uh, for all the stuff we're covering. And oh, that yeah, we yeah, yeah. give out more bonus content. We have some stuff in the works for Mar- uh, February and March. Mm-hmm. Uh, so keep an eye out. Obviously, we will tell you guys all about it. But thank mm-hmm. you so much for yeah. listening. Just a reminder, we're off next week for Boy Meets World specifically. But we will be back the following week starting season two. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Um, Everybody uh, have a good night or good day bye. or whatever time of day it is for you. <laughs> bye. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. 
In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.